Good afternoon and welcome to the business community on Calon FM. As we find ourselves in the middle of the festive season, our shout out this week has to go to all of our business community friends who are working over the Christmas and New Year period. Whether you work in the hospitality industry, are involved in delivering care for those who need additional support, or are working all around the clock in the retail sector, we wanted to send our appreciation and thanks to you all. A festive hats off to everyone with every best wish for at least a little quality time between now and when we meet again in 2019. Hello and welcome to the business community on Calon FM with me, Tracy Jones. And me, Heather Noble. Now, it's not that we're avoiding the subject. I mean, it's been around all year, but we're not going to talk about Brexit today. No. We haven't talked about Brexit all year. And to be honest, I think if we'd have talked about Brexit in every single show, I don't think we'd have got much further than we are now. So, Brexit-free zone today and all last year. We're probably not going to be able to avoid talking about it next year, but we'll deal with that when we come to it. So, this is our 49th episode. Oh, my goodness. And it's the last one of 2018. We're really looking forward to 2019. Show 50 is back um, as on the 10th of January, I believe. Mm-hmm. We're, we're having a little bit of a break here at the business community. But what we thought we'd do in this show is have a look back at some of the 48 episodes that have gone before. And without conferring, both Heather and I have had a look at the topical discussions that we've had and we've chosen our favourite So I'll launch in with mine, shall I, Heather, because you were heavily involved in this topical discussion. You were the guinea pig of this topical discussion. Oh, dear. So this is... I think I know what you're from. Yes, it's from episode six, which was way back on the 8th of February. And the topical discussion was how to read the financial pages. And it followed the week where we'd reviewed the weekend financial times, which we'd really liked. Um, we've, we found a lot of material in there that we thought we, we would be inspired by if only we could remember to buy the Weekend Financial Times because it's not available in, in every outlet. But then on the 8th of February, I revisited a mini teach that I did as part of teacher training 15 years ago. The presentation was a bit dusty. In fact, the presentation was done on acetate. Now, that (laughs) takes a few of you back. It was intended for an overhead projector. It wasn't on PowerPoint. It wasn't on a computer. It was on acetate. But by and large, the principles still worked. And Heather did manage to look like a fat cat whilst reading (laughs) the Financial Times. That was the aim of the show, of the um, presentation. It was, um, in fact, I I believe uh, the presentation started with a picture of Bagpuss and and just saying how to look like a fat cat whilst reading the Financial Times. And... I listened back to the episode earlier today and and I I was pleased to hear that the the whole show, that part of the show was accompanied by suitable rustling of paper as you were clearly... We were were actually doing it. We were doing it for real. Large pieces of paper being rustled. And what we did is we found the share price of a company and identified the movement of that share price. So... Heather went to the companies and markets section of the Financial Times, which is a separate section to the main paper. She found the market data sector and from the retailer sector, she picked Sainsbury's. And on the 8th of February in the Financial Times, the 
share price was listed at 242.2. And 15 years ago, it was 275. <gasps> and there was a change of five, five pence. And she also found the 52-week high and the 52-week low. Now, one of the things I really love is, is making financial um, numbers and, and financial information accessible. So that, I think that's probably why I enjoyed the show so much. I don't know if you enjoyed that one so much. I'm guessing it's not on your um, top of well, your list. It, it's not the one that I chose, I have to say, thankfully, because it would have been quite boring if we'd both chosen <laughs> the same one. But it's not. that's not my kind of thing. I went... Um, I rolled forward from February and I went to the 6th of June uh, when the topical discussion that uh, that we had was around professional bodies. Now, on this show, we very often mention events that are organised by the CIPD or the Institute of Directors or, or various professional groups. And, um, and I really feel that certainly as a sole trader, and I think there's a lot to be gained if you are a small business from being a member of a professional organisation, not only because there are huge resources that are often available on their websites, um, but also that there are people who are in the same industry sector and therefore have probably trodden a similar path, experienced the same sort of issues, challenges, uh, and also creative thinking. You know, they've had ideas that you can you can consider and apply and adopt in your business. And as part of the the conversation, you know, we talked about you know, well, yeah, what's what's the benefit? Well, it it can add credibility to your organisation if you are a member of. A particular professional body. Now that you know that spans every industry sector that you could possibly imagine, and the term professional, you know, okay, traditionally, you know, that means accountancy, you know, um, the legal profession, etc. But I think that now, nowadays, there's a whole raft of business services that are classed as professional services. So I, I would suggest that you know, we none of us rules out the possibility that there will be a professional body that is appropriate and suitable for our organisation. Even if it's the Institute of Directors, if you're a director of a company, there's benefit to be had there. But what I did find when I was um, researching for our discussion back in June was a website that has a list of professional bodies. And it's um, we, we put details up on our, our website. It's totalprofessions.com forward slash profession dash finder and there you can have you can you can lose a lot of time trawling through the types of professional organizations that you might want to be part of some of them are free some of them are expensive and some of them have a fairly uh, nominal charge dependent on the size of your organization and one of the other benefits is the whole networking opportunity because if you are part of a professional body there will be other people who are in complementary professions and that's where networking can be done sharing of information and passing of work so i think it's it's a really easy um opportunity to grow your business and to grow your knowledge without having to throw a load of money at marketing or advertising. So that's the one that I chose. So all of the episodes from number one up to 48 and later on today, 49, are available on our website, the Business Talk Community. They're also available on iTunes and Stitcher. 
Mm -hmm. Stitcher is not something I'm terribly familiar with, but I know we're on Stitcher. But also a list of all of the topical discussions, all of the books that we've reviewed and all of the business leaders or business gurus that we've profiled is also on there as well. That's under a section called Lists and Stuff. And there's a link to each of the episodes. So if you're interested in listening back to, to a certain part of the discussion, typically you'll find the topical discussions that at the beginning, the business leaders at the end and the reviews and the news are are sort of in the middle. So do go and take a look. News and events this week uh, are starting to look forward into next year, as you might expect. But before we do that, I think we should mention that if you can hear those sleigh bells, it's because... They're very subtle sleigh bells. They are very subtle, aren't they? Which is just like me. Uh, (laughs) We aren't completely bar humbug here in the studio. Um, Tracy has got a lovely sort of elf, sparkly elf hat thing on. Yeah, it's in the way of my headphones, actually. Yeah, Yeah. but it it looks very fetching. very nice. And I've got a couple of um, antlers, sparkly antlers on. So What I like is you've got a droopy antler and a perky antler. I think the droopy (laughs) one adds a little bit of comedy, um, uh, yeah, comedy humour there. Um, But... We, we recognise that um, Christmas is everywhere at the moment, so we're not going to major, major on Christmas. But we are, you know, we are in the Christmas spirit. We've got even got mince pies in the studio. Yes, yes. So we're not, we're not bar humbug at all. Uh, but back to news and events. I've got a few events looking forward into next year. Uh, the first one takes place in March at Excel in London. It's the Business to Business Marketing Expo. It's the 27th and 28th of March uh, and you can get free tickets and as you might expect it will have a, a whole raft of speakers. It's got uh, a guy who's head of marketing at Google Um, We've got somebody who's the head of content strategy at SAP, uh, marketing leader at LinkedIn. So, so, you know, large organisations, key speakers looking at how to market to other businesses. And let's face it, that is often, um, you know, what we really want to be doing. So uh, not, not all of us are appealing to the end user necessarily. So, Uh, It looks like a great event. And as I say, it's free of charge. There'll be a thousand exhibitors. They're expecting about 20,000 visitors, 500 seminars, 200 masterclasses. So bound to be something there for everybody. Uh, Up in the northwest in February, the 27th and 28th of February, taking place at Event City in Manchester is Marketing Show North. This is a show wholly given over to marketing. Uh, Again, seminars and talks, exhibitors, visitors, industry experts and free tickets once again. So uh, these types of events are always great just to get you thinking. You just see stuff that other people are doing and it just changes your perspective on things. And if you are looking to plan ahead, I would suggest that, you know, you take time to attend events uh, whenever possible. I found a fantastic little website, um, smallbusiness.co.uk forward slash business-events-calendar. They have a whole list of events that are taking place, most of them in the UK, but some overseas, Atlanta, Austin, Texas, uh, Dallas, all sorts of things. Uh, And websites linking you to each of the 
uh, conferences or expos. So um, I'll put details of these along with the news and events that Tracy's got for you. They will be on our website, thebusiness.community. What have you got, Tracy? So I've got a press release from HM Revenue and Customs from a couple of weeks ago, which is appealing to workers such as nurses, hairdressers, construction workers, those in retail and food, who may be able to claim tax rebates. They say that staff in these types of roles sometimes have to dip into their own pockets to pay for work-related expenses, like mileage, replacing or repairing small tools, or maintaining branded uniforms. And if they're paid through PAYE, they may be able to get some of that money back. So HM Revenue and Customs are urging you to go to the .gov.uk website to check if you can claim extra cash back. So rather than use an agency, because there are agencies that will do this for you, but obviously take a cut of the money. And apparently there's a simple check um, and it's a check if you can claim tool that's available at gov.uk forward slash tax hyphen relief hyphen for hyphen employees. Heather, you might have to take the mic for one minute. Yeah, no, that's okay. We're both nursing these horrible <laughs> coughs that seem to be going all over the place. And you can guarantee that it gets worse when you're in a warm studio. Okay, I'm back with you, tears in my eyes. back in the room. Okay. Okay. So if eligible, customers can log into their personal tax account to claim their tax relief online. And if the claim is approved, it will be paid within three weeks, which is nice to know. So customers may be able to claim tax relief on the cost of repairing or replacing small tools, cleaning, repairing or replacing specialist clothing, for example, branded uniform or safety boots, business mileage, but not commuting, travel and overnight expenses and professional fees and subscriptions. We'll put the details of that on our website for you. And I just spotted an event on um, rexham.gov.uk forward slash business hyphen events. And these are the events that are placed on there free of charge by Business Line in Wrexham. And this one looks interesting. It's a free workshop hosted by Business Wales. And it's um, an opportunity presented by Transport for Wales for Welsh SMEs to tender for business. It's in line with the government's objectives outlined in the Wellbeing of Future Generations Act. So they're focusing on modern slavery, diversity, equal opportunities and ethical resourcing as being key supply chain requirements. So if you want to tender to Transport for Wales, you need to have policies and practices in place that deal with this. And this workshop is designed to help you to get yourself uh, in line with all of those requirements. So it's on the 8th of January 2019, I'm going to have to get used to saying that, between 10am and 1.30pm, and that's at Redwither Tower in Wrexham. That's on the wrexham.gov.uk forward slash business hyphen events page, but we will put a link for that on our website, which is thebusiness.community. So on the business community here, we like to review books or apps or events or things that generally we think you might be interested in that are to do with business. And this year, we've been doing a bit of work on podcasts ourselves. So if you're a regular listener to the show, you might have heard us just a few weeks ago announced that our podcast is now available on iTunes. Now, it has been available on our website for the whole year. 
Um, we, we edit down this show, take the music out. So I'm afraid anybody who's listening to the podcast version of this show won't have heard Mr. Brightside that we've just played. But we, we sort of ventured into the world of just standalone podcasts. So it's been new for us. We've been very um, lucky to have Heather's husband help us to actually submit the podcast to iTunes. Thank you, Stuart. But in the process, we've, we found it quite important to have a look and see what other podcasts are out there as well. So we, we often talk about the fact that businesses need to be outward looking. Well, so do podcast creators, I believe. Totally. So I, I just thought I'd mention a few of the ones that I've been listening to. Uh, apart from ours, I'm afraid I do listen to our show when I'm driving. Initially, it was because I thought I needed to listen out for any technical issues. But then sometimes I'm actually quite surprised at what we said because I can't always remember what we said when we were live because I was just relying on the adrenaline and the research that mm-hmm. we've done. So I, I, this sounds awful now. I actually find us quite entertaining, Heather. Yeah, well, well if look, <laughs> if we don't find ourselves entertaining, then nobody else is going to. So I hope that uh, so it keeps us on our toes. If you find us entertaining too, then we would love you to leave a review for us on iTunes if you can do that and the more reviews we get uh, the more chance we have of actually getting a rating on iTunes because we've got a few reviews at the moment but it's not enough apparently for iTunes we need a few more just so that they'll actually show the rating. So the the podcast I've been listening to for a 7 to 10 minute listen I like TED Talks Business now for some reason my um, um, podcast app It's only showing the 11th of October as the most recent one for this. I don't know if that's right. But what I've been doing is is picking, sort of scrolling through the list. And when I've got a car journey coming up, because that's when I mainly tend to listen to podcasts, I'll pick out a few where I I like the look of the subject. So um, what baby boomers can learn from millennials at work and vice versa is the most recent one. And why it's hard to start a business in Africa is also quite recent. But I didn't download that one for the car journey because I'm not planning to open a business in Africa. Although I suppose on a quiet day, that might be quite interesting anyway. I don't know why it's hard to start a business in Africa. So they're quite good and you can just add them into the playlist if you've got a number of different ones. Uh, Another 10 minute listen that I only recently stumbled upon is called 50 Things That Made the Modern Economy. It's by a gentleman called Tim Harford for the BBC World Series. Now, I started listening to this and then realised that it was referring to um, series one and series two. And I thought, oh, I've got series two coming up. But unfortunately... Series one was in 2017 and they at the end of series one, he said, and series two will be starting in March 2018. So, so far, I've, I've not managed to find series two. It may be hidden there. Like I say, podcast technology is fairly new to me, but it's really interesting. Just some of the few things in there. So the special bonus feature was Santa Claus. That that was interesting and why that makes the modern economy. But we've got things like the plough, the welfare state, the property register, double entry bookkeeping, um, paper money, limited liability companies, leaded petrol, the department store, barbed wire. Oh, so I haven't listened to all of those yet, but I think they're sort of I I quite like interesting sort of little snippets. And And they're only 10 minutes. They're 10 minutes. Mm. So you can just pop a few, even if it's only a short commute that you've got. The slightly longer one that I like for a slightly longer journey is HBR, which is Harvard Business Review IdeaCast. 
And their latest episode was actually this Tuesday just gone. And it was on how one CEO creates joy at work. Before that, we've had the right way to solve complex problems, speaking out successfully, how to identify changes when you change jobs and why management history needs to reckon with slavery. And that they're, well, they're like... Um, little articles that like say 20 to 30 minutes long and they've got interviews with experts the only thing that I found is sometimes on my journey it's almost like a, a bit of a lulling background noise and I can zone out of it I don't know whether it's because of the American accents a lot of the times and I'm just not quite clued into it so occasionally I've I've um, done a journey and then I've not remembered listening to the podcast at all. Okay. So either the subject matter hasn't completely gripped me or I've obviously been concentrating too hard on the driving. I'm not so sure. And uh, the most recent one I came across is an hour long. Now, I'm not sure about an hour long podcast. Um, it seemed um, up to date. So the most recent one um, was only this week. They've got 207 episodes and it's called Own It for Entrepreneurs. And it claims to be everything you need to embrace to become a successful entrepreneur and it's chatty it's quite funny and it's two ladies chatting to each other the only thing that I really didn't get on with so well was the sound quality it was a um it sounded like it had been recorded on Skype and I think that's probably right because I think one lady lives a long way away from the other one but for a whole hour podcast listening to something on Skype was just a little bit more difficult for me but they've um they've got a number of different podcasts um including Why Are Entrepreneurs So Annoying, which I <laughs> thought was quite interesting. The, the only thing is um, I, I listened into the one of them um, and at first I wasn't quite sure whether I whether I'd tuned into the right thing because it sounded like I was just eavesdropping on somebody's conversation. It is that chatty and and they sort of warmed up into the podcast by chatting about what they'd done that week. So I felt a little bit intrusive but I think once you get used to that you might then feel part of that group of ladies who lunch perhaps. So did you feel like you were sitting at the next table to them I in, did a, a bit, in a yeah. coffee shop? I did, yeah, which is quite nice. There's, there is something to be said for eavesdropping. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't expecting it in the podcast, so it was right. a different sort of style. But for me, probably an hour long is just a little bit too much for a podcast because I wouldn't ordinarily be driving for that long. Um, and if I was, you know, I, I don't know if I'd stay tuned in for the whole hour. That's certainly one thing I find. The car is where I'm most likely to listen to podcasts as well. And I'm not very good at listening to the spoken word when I'm driving because it makes me feel tired. So, <laughs> no, so an, hour, an hour's talking is really not going to do it for me. So a 10 minute <laughs> podcast sounds like, you know, right up my street. One that I've um, been in, enjoying is it's a, it's a Nat West podcast. It's called Women in Business. It's only had two series. Um, the first series was um, presented by June Sarpong. Uh, and then the second series was... Pre pre presented by a lady who we have uh, reviewed here as um, a business uh, guru, business leader, and that's Mary Portis. And she has a very nice way with her. And of course, with it being Nat West, they're able to draw in some fairly big hitters in terms of doing interviews. Um, so there are, it's two series of six. And then in between those, occasionally there will be um, women... Uh, mentors from NatWest who are talking about 
particular things that you know are, are more specific to NatWest and the business that they run. Uh, but it's available on um, PixU and Acast. Uh, and I just felt that, as I say, that it's palatable. Um, it's a pal- palatable length podcast. Uh, some really interesting subjects. Um, she's looked at sec- Mary Porter's in particular has looked at security, marketing, exporting, thinking about exporting, finance, and HR. And um, I've really enjoyed those. And then. Only very recently, and I haven't started listening yet, but I'm a big fan of the week uh, publication. That's, as you've probably gathered, you know, I have the attention span of a gnat. So it's a great way of capturing all of the salient messages that are happening in business, in in, um, current affairs, globally um, and across the UK. And it's a weekly publication where they just condense down all of the leading stories from various newspapers. Well, The Week have a podcast. Uh, so this is where they do all of that, but you can listen to it in the car. Uh, they're short, they're punchy, uh, and I'm going to start listening because I think that's easier than me sitting and reading The Week because it's time. So if I can if I can get that information when I'm in the car, I can go and read up on the things that I want to read up on. Uh, so I... I really, um, I'm really looking forward to that. So yeah, so many podcasts, so many to choose from. Uh, And I know that next year, we're really looking to major on finding out some of the really good ones for you. So do make sure that you carry on listening to the business community. As it's a review of the year, we also decided we couldn't do this independently because we... um, we both wanted to do the same person. <laughs> we also decided to have a look back over the 49, 48 shows uh, to look at the business leaders that we have talked about. And I was thrilled, actually, that I ended up uh, of the two uh, um, that we both wanted. Uh, I ended up with Dame Stephanie Shirley, who is a lady that I have had the pleasure of seeing speak in the flesh, in Oswestry, um, a few years ago. It's 80 years since the kinder transport um, where she was a five-year-old girl sent to the UK, sent to England, um, not knowing what on earth she was doing and, and whether she would see her family ever again. And that's that's the start of an amazing, amazing story. Dame Stephanie Shirley was... Um, a woman in a man's world of business and she set up an IT coding company from her kitchen table and employed women only. That was at a time when you could do that Um, and she then used those women as home workers to write code which would then be sent and transferred onto punch cards or whatever was the the method that was going to be used. In order to win some of the big contracts that she managed to secure, she changed her name to Steve so that, as she says in one of her um, TED Talks, so that they wouldn't know that Steve was a she until until she turned up. Uh, And that was what needed to happen um, to to win big contracts. In fact, she said she um, she won the contract to code the black box flight recorders on Concord and attributes that to um, to the fact that she was able to be a woman in a man's world. 
she's now worth $3 billion, uh, has turned 70 of her staff into millionaires. And she gives a TED Talk, uh, which is called Why Successful Women Have Flat Heads. I'd love that. And she <laughs> says that that is because um, very often uh, women are patted on the head by men, you know, and, and congratulated well well on their efforts. <laughs> Um, but she said that as part of you know the change in legislation, which meant that she could no longer only employ women, she said that lo and behold, in a time when men were not willing to let women into their businesses, um, the female business had to let men in. She said that was quite satisfying. A hugely, hugely successful woman. Her, her personal story is amazing. She is now a philanthropist. She had an autistic son who died... Um, she tells the story of how he was developing normally and then at the age of two he lost all of his language and never spoke again uh, um, and died when he was 35 uh, quite unexpectedly she does a lot of money now um, uh, gives a lot of money now into um, research into autism and um, people who are autistic finding their place within the world she makes no apology for being a hugely successful woman. She makes no apology for being a rich woman, but she uses her money as a force for good as much as she does enjoying life and the things that she has. She's an incredible lady. She's 85 years of age um, and still going strong. I would urge you, if you haven't heard about her, research her, go and watch her speak. Um you wouldn't want to cross her, you know, she, she's she's a determined lady, but my goodness, she's achieved some amazing things and I was absolutely thrilled to revisit her story and just think about it again for this show. Tracy, you've got the other one that we love the most. <laughs> so uh, just if, in case you want to um, go and listen to the show in which we discussed Stephanie Shirley, that was episode 10, Gosh. way back on um, the 8th of March. Yes, I, I got um, Ernesto Sorolli. Yeah. Oh, he he was been a favourite of ours all year. We spoke about him in episode five on the first of February, and so far he's been our favourite. Mm. So I say he's the favourite of twenty eighteen. And if you haven't heard of Ernesto Sorolli, then you need to really watch his. TED Talk. It's a TEDx talk, which means that it, it wasn't one of the mainstream talks. It, it was in a, a regional presentation where these TEDx um, talks are. And it's had just over 3 million views on the TED Talks website and presumably it's been been watched through YouTube and other things as well. It's called Want to Help Someone? Shut Up and Listen. I shut up and listen. I'll <laughs> get my words out. So Ernesto Sorolli is an authority in the field of sustainable economic development He's the founder of the Sorolli Institute, which is an international non-profit organisation that teaches community leaders how to establish and maintain enterprise facilitation projects in the community. And they are training communities in America, Canada, Australia, England, Wales and Scotland. So this talk, uh, this TEDx talk, which I absolutely adored and, and I know you do as mm. well, Heather, mm. um, he talks about the most well-intentioned aid workers. They hear of a problem and think they can and that they should fix it. And so they go to work on it. And this is suggested by Ernesto as being naive. 
And he proposes that the first step is to listen to the people you're trying to help and to tap into their entrepreneurial spirit. And that advice works well with any entrepreneur, to be honest, anybody who's involved in supporting people who want to run their own businesses. I think it translates very well. And there's an amazing story in there about hippos eating tomatoes. Do you remember the yes, story, Heather? Yes, absolutely. I won't go into it. If you want to hear it, listen to the TED Talk or we, we retell it in the episode on the 1st of February on our, our website there. But he also coined this phrase enterprise facilitation and he talks about you becoming the servant of the local people who have a dream. So rather than telling them what to do and assuming that you're the expert... An enterprise facilitator is like the family doctor of business. And apparently Ernesto's father was a GP, so he's got a, um, a comparison there. So he, he urges people who are involved with um, economic development to not offer advice. He says offer people with passion the information that they need, not advice, because you can give them an idea. But if they're not interested, they won't do it. And he also came up with this um, the statement that nobody started a company alone. And with three critical jobs in any business, there's make it, sell it and look after the money. He says that no one can do all three. And, and that's raised a whole other area of study in business called the Trinity of Management, which in the show um, on the 1st of February we talked about um, because it, it rang some bells with our own experiences in business. And indeed, I do remember... Ernesto saying it directly to you, Heather. Tell I me the story him. again. I met him, and um, I was. Um, he asked me what I did, and I and I explained, and uh, he said, "Oh, okay." He said, "I hope you've got somebody looking after the numbers, because he knew that in the work that I do, I can make it, I can sell it, but I need somebody to look after the numbers." So did you take his advice? Um, well, I have my husband who sort of you know keeps tabs on me a little bit he's numbers and computers he's numbers and computers yes yeah but yeah it, it, it was one of those interest he just said he just looked at me and he said i hope you've got somebody looking after the numbers it's like okay <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting isn't it that uh, ernesto sorrelli's been been up there since the first of february and he hasn't been knocked off his perch and we've reviewed we, we've talked about a lot of different people, a lot of different business leaders. And I was trying to think before the show what it was about him that, that kept him so dear to our hearts all the way through the year. And I couldn't capture it. I'm not quite sure what it is. Have you got any idea, Heather? I th for me, it's that he is real. He just seems real. And he has... It's not my way or the highway. It's it's just that whole. He's been hugely successful, but he's been able to say, "I don't know everything. I can facilitate and I can help people to achieve great things." And I think that's that's what I see in him. That's what I admire in him. And I guess really that that sort of our own ethos in business as well. That the types of work that we've been involved in. Um, training and coaching and, and, and consultancy. It's not so much that we come in and say, yeah, we know, we're the experts. It's very much in those sorts of professional roles that you do sit back, don't you? you our entire professional aim would be to help somebody else to feel that they've done that job themselves. So I think perhaps we, we have that, that shared um, 
sort of purpose mm. in common. But I, I also actually, one of the things I came up with is I think that we, we do aim for this podcast to be a bit like that. We aren't experts in everything that we talk about, far from it. We're very good at Googling stuff and we're quite prepared to sit down and read through a book or read a review of a book, watch a TED Talk. Yes, love watching TED Talks or or watch some videos and try and gather all of the information together. But I I don't think, now do correct us if we're wrong. You can leave a comment on our website if you wish, the business doc community. But it isn't our aim to say we know the right way to do it. Actually, if we did have a magic wand and we could just make it all better, we would. But we don't believe we've got that. And I'm not so sure that anybody actually has the one magic answer for everybody. Yeah, I I hope that we've spent the last year waving things at our listeners and saying, you might want to read about this. You might want to find out a bit more about that. So we've kind of done some of it so you don't have to. Um, But it's sort of the beginning of progress rather than the end of it. (laughs) I like that, yes. So on that note, it's the end of 2018 for the business community. It's the beginning of the rest of the time with the podcast. So we start on the 10th of January with episode 50, which seems like quite a milestone to me. What about you, Heather? It means that we've locked ourselves in a a studio on 50 occasions and haven't killed each other. (laughs) It's a positive, isn't it? There's always next year. There's always next year. There's always next year. So that's about it for the year, for the show. We'd just like to say thank you very much to listening uh, for listening to us. And, and also encourage you to go and have a look at some other parts of what we do. So take a look at the website, go and listen to the podcast and please do engage with us. We'd really like to, in 2019, to generate a sense of community. So if you want to leave some comments, we'd, we'd happily discuss that on air. We'll put a link onto your business, um, your pages if you wish us to, um, after we've done that. And if you really want us to talk about Brexit next year, we'll we'll weave it in somewhere along the line. Oh, on, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to wish all the listeners a very happy Christmas and uh, we'll see you in the new year. Merry Christmas. You've been listening to The Business Community with me, Tracy Jones. And me, Heather Noble. Join us again next week for more news, views and reviews from the world of business.